All right, here it is. Lucky number 13 of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. I think at some point in the last couple of years, I saw a statistic about how most podcasts don't make it past episode 12. So congratulations, everyone. Here we are in the great, we're in the great unknown now. What happens with episode 13 and beyond? It's anyone's guess, but we're gonna have to make some decisions about it real soon because we're actively taping. Yes, you can hear the music in the background. We've added a new little layer here. We will let that softly fade to the background and get on with another week of our show here. Yes, we're going to go right into Relatability Corner today. Not a lot of time for a preamble. I say that as if, you know, the episode's only going to be 10 minutes long. It won't be, probably, but we'll keep it moving here. Relatability Corner. I didn't ask you this last week in the video, but I did put this up on Twitter after the video was posted because it occurred to me after the fact. And this last week, I asked you this question. I wanted you to complete the following sentence. Tabletop puzzles are blank. And the options you had to choose from were either tabletop puzzles are of the devil or tabletop puzzles are pretty fun. Okay. So we had an all right number of votes in this one. People seemed like they had some things they wanted to say about puzzles, or at least they wanted to vote. They wanted to see where the rest of the community was at insofar as puzzling in this particular way is concerned. And the results of this poll were pretty overwhelmingly in favor of pretty fun. And as suspected, I was in the minority here. I really hate tabletop puzzles. Now, granted, someone did remind us in the comments, this was Brianna Keenitz over on Twitter, tweets at B Keenitz, responded with a gif from El Dorado, if you remember the old Disney film El Dorado, and it was that classic gif of both? Both. Yeah, both. That's also, sure, I can see how a tabletop puzzle would be both of the devil, but also pretty fun. Because, well, it could be really frustrating to sit there and try to make this puzzle happen for you and the person you're working on it with if you're doing a teamwork situation, but it has to be fairly satisfying at the end to actually get that puzzle put together, right? That's probably where the pretty fun comes in, but hear me out here. The reason I think tabletop puzzles are of the devil is because once you finish that puzzle, then what happens? What do you do with that puzzle? Does that puzzle sit on the table? Do you frame every puzzle you finish? Maybe some people do. That might be really nice for them. I don't know, but I'm betting in most cases you finish that puzzle. Maybe you snap a photo of that completed puzzle for your Instagram, for your blog, or maybe you don't, but in any event, I'm willing to bet that nine times out of 10, that puzzle winds up right back in the box. And that makes me ask this question. Why? Why puzzles? Why spend your time doing puzzles? It confounds me. And, okay, this is not the first time this has come up, obviously. I have a lot of thoughts about puzzles. The first time that this came up, a friend had shared with me that he and his then-girlfriend were working on a puzzle together 
and we're really happy that they had just made it through and made it work, whatever the case might have been. And I shared my feelings with puzzles, namely that I did not understand them. I didn't know why you would spend your time doing them. All the while, trying to phrase it in terms of I statements, like I personally don't get it, they don't resonate with me, whatever the case might be. Only realizing after the fact that what I said was dismissive of a thing that they enjoyed doing together, you know, not the world's greatest look. But what was said to me afterward by this friend was amazing. And it has stuck with me to this day because he looked me dead in the eye and he said, you know, Ryan, it's okay for people to have hobbies. And that cut so deep because this was at a time when I was peak immersion in all of my author business, had very little time for anything else. And that moment was devastating for me in all of the right ways because it made me realize I did not have a hobby and I had not had a hobby in years. Previously, okay, yeah, writing was a bit of a hobby for me. But as I took it more and more seriously, as I was actively pursuing publication, as I went under contract and then on deadline and had all of these things to do in the world of writing, well, what was a hobby became, as I wanted it to become, a bit of a career for me. And so I replaced that space that I would have had a hobby with, with just doing more writing stuff. And okay, what does that mean then? Does that mean that the next day I went out and bought a puzzle? No, I still hate tabletop puzzles, okay? They make me incredibly anxious because I don't, I will never understand the why of them. Here, however, is an extraordinary irony to all of this. I really like puzzles that are part of something else, okay? So not tabletop puzzles, the kind that you're gonna lay out and have your little tab A, slot B situation, but I really like puzzles in things like Dungeons and Dragons. I like puzzles when I am playing things like the Legend of Zelda games. Name your console, name your game. Great puzzles. Some games, better puzzles than others, but I like them. And what is the difference between those puzzles and tabletop puzzles, aside from physical versus digital or physical versus role-playing environment. It is because for me, those puzzles tie into something greater than the sense of accomplishment that one gets by achieving them. They tie into a story more directly, right? You could tell a story about how you put a puzzle together. It could be part of your personal narrative, however it fits together. But wow, I can't do it if it's just for that. I need it to be part of some greater context. So it feels as if I have aspired to something more. I don't, I know what that says about me. It comes from a deeply rooted sense that I will fail to transcend the time that I have here on the earth because entropy is coming for the universe and the personal equivalent of entropy is coming for us all. Yeah, it's a, it's a deep, dark seated place. So for me to spend the time working on a puzzle that will just be a puzzle for puzzling's sake, that is, uh, ooh, I don't like the way that my heart moves when I just think about that. I hope you have enjoyed my <laughs> almost eight minute rant on puzzles. I could go on for a while, but that's how I personally feel about this week's Relatability Corner. And what I wanna know now is because we did not do a lot of, I didn't present a lot of opportunities for people to share how they felt about puzzles. And now that you really know how I feel about them, go ahead and send me an email. 
if you're someone who likes to do tabletop puzzles and maybe you can, you're not going to convince me to start doing them, but you might convince me to introduce some more nuance into my stance, if that is something you would like to do. I'm not asking you to defend your honor. I think that it's great if you can do that and it helps you feel good and pass the time. Maybe you can help me see, see them in a different light. So email me, just me with rr at gmail.com, or you can get in touch on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at I am RR Campbell is my handle there. And we'll see what people have to say about puzzles in the next week. All right. Again, no one has to convince anyone of anything here. Don't let me rain on your puzzle parade. And please don't come to me and tell me it's because I haven't found the right puzzle yet. It's like when people come to me and they tell me, well, Ryan, you're really going to like this particular superhero movie, even though you have not enjoyed any other one that you've watched. I promise you this one is different. Folks, it's never been true. Stop trying. Don't, you're getting out of your seat right now and you're really mad. I don't care if it's Marvel. I don't care if it's DC. I'm giving you all my hot takes today. I'm not going to sit down and watch that movie. Okay? I'm not going to sit down and watch most movies, honestly. They're just like puzzles in a way. It's a little more value, I would say, to a movie than a puzzle if we're going to put them in a hierarchy. And I am taking this episode in some directions I did not think it was going to go. So let's save the Marvel versus DC versus literally anything else takes for later. Maybe roast me in the comments if you feel like that's appropriate. Shoot me an email and let me know why I'm wrong. I guarantee you I'm not because it's all about personal taste and you're not going to convince me to sit down and try another movie because I've spent way too much money doing that and way too much time in theaters. Oh, just no. Okay, no. But puzzles. Let me know about puzzles. And... For this next week's Relatability Corner, I have a new prompt for you. This one will be very context dependent, right? It's going to depend on where you live specifically, and not just where you live, but who lives next to you. Because for this week's Relatability Corner, what I want to know is how you feel about your neighbors and why are your neighbors Let's put it this way. We'll use our puzzle situation again. Are your neighbors of the devil? Or are your neighbors pretty fun? I suspect that for a handful of people, their neighbors will be pretty neutral. I mean, I think that's maybe the best that you can hope for in the end. But this question occurs to me because, well, not out of the blue and not because I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel, but because I want to introduce now a new segment that I am calling Neighbor Watch. Yes, Neighbor Watch. Now, I don't know if you can hear it in the background of this video, but it is possible that you are hearing an intermittent sort of muffled uh, male voice being broadcast across a lawn and through some walls and reaching the recording device on my phone here. And if you are, well, you have my neighbors to thank for that. Now, my neighbors, our neighbors, they're, they're entitled to do what they would like with their time, right? Of course they are. However, the reason you can hear this is because they are out on their lawn setting up a bunch of tents that they then leave out in the rain for days and then take down the single tent to put up a new tent and then do the same thing all over again. Now, okay, your brain is searching for a reason why. Well, they're camping in the yard. They're allowed to camp in the yard. Maybe this is fun for their kids. Well, 
they don't have kids. These are several guys who are mid to late 30s. Two of them might be brothers who live in the same home. A lot of people come in and out of this house at all times and they have a dog? And I say that with a question mark, not because I'm uncertain whether there is a dog there at times, but because I am uncertain about whether that dog lives there. For a period of time, I was very worried about that dog's welfare because this dog doesn't look like the world's friendliest dog. It's probably, I don't know, I don't know dog breeds. It's a big weakness of mine. I can't tell you about dog breeds. I can't tell you about trees. These are things that I'm not gonna be able to pick out of a lineup, but imagine a dog that is sort of stocky, thing could weigh, I don't know, 80 pounds. It looks like it might be a little older. It has seen better days. And it also seems to be injured on and off. You know, that's not great. And it's never outside on a leash. And it has charged our other neighbors and their dogs before. Okay, so all right, I've painted a picture. Let's circle back to the tent situation because I think that is the real mystery on our hands. Now, these tents, like I said, I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, maybe they have a camping trip planned. And before they go on this camping trip, they want to put these tents out in the rain and make sure that they are still rainproof. Okay. You got a big lawn though. You could put up all the tents at once. Instead of doing one, leaving it for three nights and then coming back and taking that tent down to put another up all while, and this is where the radio comes back in, blasting conservative talk radio. Now, that's a whole nother thing. And I'm not ready to go down that route right now because this tent mystery, this is the mystery of the afternoon, several afternoons. Maybe the, it may be the mystery of the week. Okay, one angle we haven't explored yet. Well, what if they are just trying to vary up their scenery? They're trying to keep things fresh. They will go out and they sleep in that tent at night. Have you ever considered that? Have you? Well, I have. And my office happens to overlook the exact place where these tents are set up. I've never actually seen them go in or out of these tents. Nor have I seen them go in and out of the tents from our kitchen, which also looks directly at their tents, or from our living room, which also looks directly at their tents. Now, hard transition again. You might be thinking, hey man, what's the matter with you? Why are you spying on your neighbors all the time? Well, I'm not. I promise you I'm not. Because of where we live in a series of townhomes and we are an end unit, we are fortunate to have many windows in our place but all of our windows face the same direction. And so if we are to get any kind of light, we have to be set up and looking at our neighbor's house. I am sure there is an explanation for what's going on with these tents. I'm not ready to go so far as to say it's aliens yet, folks, but we might be close. Not actually, but you know, let's have some fun. We might be close, okay? And what I wanna take this next week to do, as we have spent a lot of time in Relatability Corner today with puzzle rants, we spent a lot of time 
painting a picture of the neighbors over here and what they have going on with tents and the dog that comes in and out and doesn't always look in good shape and then disappears for weeks at a time and then comes back and isn't very nice and the million people that are coming in and out of their home at all times. I don't know, folks. Let's try to suss this one out. Tell me. It's not part of Relatability Corner, but I still want your theories. What's going on with the tents at my neighbor's house? We'll leave it there. This is gonna be a shorter episode than normal because we spent an awful lot of time, like I said, puzzling about the neighbors and being flummoxed by puzzles. Anyway, I wanna thank you for coming to a very bizarre week, a very open-ended and a very please send me your emails with your theories week of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. As always, we will be back with another episode next week, Thursday. Until then, hang out, find me on Twitter, find me on Instagram at my handle of I am R.R. Campbell. And of course, you can head to the patreon.com slash just me with R.R. where you can get access to some exclusive videos, which I will make some more of soon, I am sure, here. And you can get access to some really interesting, you know, Q&As that will get started. They'll be private just for the Patreon group plus me, any questions you have about writing, life, maybe you have some theories you only want to share in a private venue about what's going on at the neighbor's house. And hey, you can ask me questions about the Trogdor painting I now have over my shoulder. Those of you watching the video, I did get it hung up. It's been lurking in the background the whole time. Yes, there it is. So, hey, thank you, as always, for joining me for this week of Just Me with R.R. Campbell. Just me and the neighbors and Trogdor with R.R. Campbell. We'll see you next week. But until next time, live unscripted, live unedited, and live unafraid of the neighbors and their tents.